0: What is up, listeners of the world? My name is Jalen Tully and welcome to Jay Talks. Happy Sunday, happy Monday, Happy Tuesday, happy whatever day of the week you guys are listening to this. I am so excited for this week's episode because we're not going to be talking about politics or our government or racism or police brutality or anything like that. We're not going to be talking about anything that's going to make me upset this week. This week is entirely and completely just focused on self-care, as I'm sure you guys could infer by the very obvious title. However, if you looked at the title a little more closely, you will notice that this episode is titled Self-Care Sunday. Volume one. Yes, that means this is going to be a regular and/or semi-regular occurrence on this podcast. Obviously, we will still be focusing mainly on pertinent issues to today's society, but whenever I feel the need to regroup or compose myself, I will come on here and we will dedicate an episode entirely to self-care and mental health. I feel like this is especially important right now, given that we are nearing a year into quarantine and isolation on top of the Derek Chauvin trial regarding the murder of George Floyd going on. I just feel like there's a lot of stuff happening and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but for me at least, I could just use a break. I could just use some time to focus on my mental health, focus on myself and kind of just, for at least a little bit, tune out the rest of the world. And I feel like coming on here and talking about some of my favorite self-care tips, some of the things that have really helped me ground myself this pandemic, I would just love to come on here and share them with you guys. Before I start, I also just want to say, if you are a man, do not shy away from this episode. I am completely aware that within our society, self-care and taking care of yourself and pampering yourself is very much seen as a feminine thing to do, and a lot of men probably don't feel comfortable crossing that boundary. But when we start to break it down, when we really start to look at what self-care means for us as individuals, I think it is essential for all of us to find it important. Something I've really come to grips with this pandemic is the fact that while educating yourself and reading and being productive and working and stimulating your mind each and every day is so important for personal growth, taking the time to slow down and prioritize your mental health is just as important, if not more important, when it comes to personal growth so obviously as i've talked about in my first episode and periodically throughout all the other episodes this podcast is mainly going to be about growth as individuals as societies and as communities and i think that like i said an important part of that is taking the time to slow down and actually allow everything that you've done and all the progress that you've made over a specific amount of time to just resonate with you for a little bit because more than anything you are able to be so much more productive and be so much more involved in your days If you are taken care of. Same as a car. A car runs so much more smoothly if it's been oiled, if it has gas in it, and if it's being well-maintained. It's the same kind of concept I bring to the table when it comes to mental health. So with all of that being said, men, I think this is just as essential for you as it is for women, if not more so because you're told that you can't indulge in your mental health. Each episode, I will try to make my tips and some of the things that I do and the things that I incorporate into my everyday life to help stabilize my mental health. I will try to make them as gender neutral as possible. Sometimes they might lean a little more masculine or feminine, but for the most part, they're going to be things that, that when you're alone, you will feel comfortable doing and you won't, you know, feel out of place. Like, do not get me wrong, I am a young woman, there's nothing more I love than lighting a couple candles, filling my bath with essential oils and bath salts, taking a bath and doing my nails and getting my eyebrows done. Like, there's nothing I love more than doing all of that, but obviously... That's not necessarily something that every single person would societally or individually feel comfortable doing. So that's why I'm going to try and make these, like I said, as gender neutral as possible so that everyone can have access to them and everyone can obtain them. Okay, one more thing and then I promise I'm going to get into the content of this week's episode. But like I said earlier, this pandemic has really helped me understand how important mental health is and how important self-care is. Because even now, and especially before the pandemic, my mind is just constantly in overdrive. That's just how my brain works. That's kind of just how I work. I'm never able to just sit and just be in a moment. I'm constantly thinking about what's next, what I have to do, what homework is due, what books I want to read when I get home, when I have to work next. Like it's it's constant. My mind is just constantly a Rolodex of things that I need to get done and thoughts that I'm having throughout the day, which it's great for my productivity. It's great when, you know, I'm able to get... A bunch of things done in one day and still have you know the entire afternoon to just chill but when the pandemic hit and i was forced to slow down and just take the time for myself and just sit and brood over my own thoughts I came to realize it wasn't as productive as I thought because I would get burned out and I would procrastinate and I would put stuff off and I would, you know, turn in assignments late because I was just, I was just so burned out and I didn't even see it because I had just been living in it for so long. And now that I've actually seen what works for me and tried different self-care tips and incorporated things into my everyday life that truly helped me like I said stabilize my mental health lately. I am starting to see that my ambition, my determination, and my motivation to get things done every single day is astronomically higher than it was even at my best point before the pandemic. And on top of that, I've also personally noticed that my mental health in general is at its best point that it's been in probably the last several years. I am probably going to talk about this eventually. It won't be today, though, because obviously I have other stuff I would rather be talking about this week. But in about middle school, I was diagnosed with clinical depression. I was just going through some stuff that I found to be really scary, some familial issues that really took a toll on me mentally for about a half a year to a year. And because of that, I was immersed in seeing myself at my worst state. So now that I'm a little bit older and I did learn to cope with it, I ended up coming out of it, guns blazing. You know, I'm so happy to say that I got through that period of my life because I learned literally so many valuable coping skills that I still use to this day. But one thing I learned by seeing myself through that tumultuous time was coming to recognize when I might be going into a relapse and when my mental health is starting to, you know, take a dip again. And when the pandemic started and I was in isolation and alone and I really started to see, it wasn't even necessarily the pandemic. It was just years of never taking a break. And it was years of never prioritizing myself and my own mental health. It was just constantly trying to get stuff done and constantly just trying to meet deadlines. and. I was just so burnt out, and I think when I finally had time to, like, recognize that within myself, it just, in a way, it made it ten times worse. Not only that, but I was dealing with some health issues and some personal issues that really also probably played a toll. But seeing this and recognizing it, I recognized even when I was younger, I don't I don't like being depressed. I don't like being anxious. I don't like being in those states of mental turmoil. It's just not me and it's not who I am and it's not when I'm most productive. So I recognized very quickly that I was feeling that way and that just years of this weight on my shoulders was just finally catching up to me and I really... And I dug deep into myself and started to really be like, nope, we're prioritizing Jalen. We are now caring about ourselves because not only do we have the time, but we also recognize that now we need it more than ever. And, you know, six, eight months after I felt that way, I can confidently say into a microphone to however many people are listening that I am at the best mental state that I have been in, quite frankly, years. It is like probably two or three years at this point. I am incredibly happy with where I am, I'm incredibly happy with myself, and I'm incredibly happy with what I'm doing. And quite honestly, if I hadn't taken the time to dig deep when when I was at my lowest in this pandemic and really say that I didn't want to feel like this anymore and prioritize myself, I genuinely don't think I'd have the podcast and I don't think I'd be where I am today. So with all of that being said, I promise now we're actually going to get into the meat of this week's episode and I'm actually going to talk to you guys about some of the things that I did to help me come out of this and to get to where I am today. And the first one is going to make a lot of you roll your eyes at me, but promise please just hear me out. And the first one would actually be faith, and trying to find and navigate your way through this world in terms of your religion, or where you feel spiritually. And I know a lot of you are probably like, oh my god, this is not what I want to listen to. But before I even start, I'm gonna say, I am agnostic, probably leading atheist. I don't really believe that there's a god. And that's coming from someone who grew up and was raised Catholic and spent years in the Catholic Church and passed through many of the rites of passage. And now I'm sitting here as an adult saying that, you know, I'm now starting to really doubt the existence of a God. And I actually want to talk about my journey through faith a little bit because it really played such a huge role in getting my mental health back to a stable point. And I would accredit this to the fact that I converted. And I actually converted to Buddhism. So now I identify as a Mahayana Buddhist. Weird, right? How many of you saw that coming? Be honest. But no, it's true. I converted from a Catholic, a Roman Catholic, to a Buddhist all through the course of 2020 and while I was in quarantine. Specifically, I think that being a part of the catholic church played a huge role in my mental decline in the last few years i like i said you know i i was confirmed by the catholic church i you know went to church every sunday for a couple of years and i found very quickly personally that that was not really the place for me i found a, i found myself holding a lot of resentment for the church and really do- starting to doubt if there was a god because, you know, there was a part of me that just didn't like going to a building every single Sunday morning and worshiping a supreme deity who has people on earth in his name saying that specific groups of people are going to go to hell just because of who they love or who they are. And, and especially as I really started to prioritize activism in my life and really start to advocate for more groups, I found that you know, I could have been the target of a lot of that because I advocated for these people and I, you know, I just, I started to resent that because of it. And, and by the way, I definitely will talk about this more in depth eventually. Obviously, it won't be this episode because I have other stuff I want to get to, but my journey through conversion, this is just going to be a light gloss over, but I definitely will talk to you guys about it eventually. And, but with all of that being said, But with all of that being said, when I started to doubt my faith within Catholicism specifically, I started to realize that I'm still a person who needs something. I'm still a person who wants to be guided by something. You know, I want to be able to put my faith in some ideology, some group. That's, you know, that's just how I work and obviously not everyone's like that. And with that being said, maybe this is not the tip for you, but if you are like that or, you know, if you don't really know and you're willing to try, I definitely recommend looking into converting or looking into some of the other religions from all around the world, because genuinely there are hundreds of thousands. And that is exactly what I did. I started to put time... I bought books about different religions. I did so much research. I was, you know, watching documentaries on the histories of different religions. I was putting in so much effort into finding what was for me. And after buying a couple of books on Buddhism and really starting to understand and come to grips with the beliefs of Buddhism itself, I started to realize that, oh my god, this was, this was for me. I had something and I found something that I didn't have to change my beliefs or alter my way of life to subscribe to. I could just be the person I was because, quite frankly, everything I believe anyways... Subscribed with the Buddhist faith. And that was like the first time in a very long time when I just, I felt at home with my faith. And, you know, I started to put more effort into bettering myself and, you know, being a better Buddhist and, you know, started to listen to podcasts and read more books and delve into more research about it. And the more, the more I read and the more I found out and the more I learned, the more at home I felt. The more I was like, oh my God, that's so me. That's a bit of me. And, you know maybe it's maybe it won't be buddhism maybe it really won't but i think that if you don't know a lot about buddhism or some of the more asian and east asian cultures and religions i definitely would recommend looking into them because they are very they're very earth centered and they're very self centered and a lot of them aren't so much about praying to a deity or believing in a deity or putting all of your blind faith and trust into a god which was something i really didn't like but they're about bettering yourself now so that you can reach, you know, eternal salvation. Along with a lot of them include, you know, thoughts of karma and reincarnation and you know the universe always writing itself, which is honestly something I also believe in and something I subscribe to wholeheartedly. And with this, this is kind of a twofer too, because this also came with another thing that really helped take care of myself was yoga and meditation. I shamelessly do yoga now every single day it is just a part of my daily routine if I don't like I don't care I'll do yoga at nine o'clock at night if I forget to do it that day like I constantly just have to do it it just it's there's something so empowering about it I don't know what it is. But the fact that there's also different types of yoga, there's yoga if, you know, you just want to center your mind, there's yoga if you want to relax your muscles and stretch, there's yoga if you actually want to strength train and build muscle, like, and you can find what works for you. And that's what I love because before the pandemic, I was also an avid gym goer. I haven't gone to the gym now in over a year at this point. So... I stopped working out and that was also something else that I found really probably played a toll in my, you know, mental decline at the beginning of the pandemic. And once I found yoga and once I started to strength train again and stretch and just make my body feel good, it was literally almost immediately that I saw improvement in my mental health and improvement in my body that made me feel better, maybe look better. So definitely, even if you don't necessarily want to subscribe to the ideals of Buddhism, if that's not something that's for you or you don't want to subscribe to religion in general, I would definitely still recommend making yoga a part of your day or even a part of your week. Schedule, you know, 30 minutes to an hour each week if you know you don't want to do... Because usually I do 15 to 20 minutes each day, but if that's not something that's feasible for you, then like I said, do like 30 minutes to an hour each week. Like, you will genuinely notice a difference in how great you feel and how centered you are, how flexible and strong your body is. You will genuinely notice such a difference in your life. And lastly, in case I haven't endorsed Buddhism enough, the last thing I want to say before I move on is, like I said, I would definitely recommend looking deeper into Buddhism and seeing for yourself what the Buddhist faith is about. Because even a lot of experts will say that Buddhism isn't necessarily a religious faith. It's a way of life. And despite how cheesy that sounds, it is wholeheartedly so true. You don't have to worship at any temple. You don't have to gather in congregation for anything. I mean, you can. There are monasteries that you could go to religious pillages that you can take but you don't necessarily have to because it's very self-centered you can you can be a faithful and practicing buddhist within the comfort of your own home which is also something that i've i've loved during the pandemic is that i could do it by myself for myself with myself in the comfort of my own bedroom on a yoga mat every single day. So again, I would definitely recommend doing your own research because I haven't gone too in-depth about it, like I said, because I do want to talk about it eventually in the future in more depth, so I didn't want to, you know, give too much away and sound redundant in the future. But I would definitely recommend doing your own research and I would definitely recommend, even if it's not Buddhism, like I said, a lot of the other East Asian religions are based around a lot of the ideas and there are deities and there are gods in those ones. If you do want to believe in a god, if you do, you know, believe in deities of some kind, maybe those will be a better fit for you. But either way, definitely do your own research and find your place in religion. Find your place in faith. You have no idea how much it'll help, even if you don't necessarily think it's something that you need in your life. All right, this next one is probably going to make some people angry, but it is a very viable and also very necessary tip, especially if you're a young person in college like I am. This one's for all my stoners, all my alcoholics, all my partiers, all of the people who on a regular basis have some sort of regulated substance coursing throughout their veins. Wink, wink. Do not cope the same way that you celebrate. I'm going to say it again. Do not cope the same way that you celebrate, specifically and especially when it comes to using and abusing substances. I bet I could hear a pin drop in how silent it is right now. Ooh, I bet that makes some of y'all angry. But it's true. If you take a bong rip at the end of the day when you've gotten a whole bunch of stuff done and you just want to relax and chill and celebrate the fact that you had a really productive day, Great, but don't take a bong rip if you're depressed and just want something to feel better for the day, or you got nothing done that day and you want to feel better about the fact that you didn't have a very productive day and you didn't get a lot done. Same thing goes for any other substance. If your school just won one of the biggest football games of the season and you want to go to a dorm party and get wasted on Bud Lights and Twisted Tees, that's great. Go right ahead, celebrate your heart out. But if you are at all upset, or angry or sad or just want something or a drink to take the pain away or to go to a party to, you know, hook up with people or just be around people to help alleviate some of the pain that's within you or some of the sadness that you feel, don't do that. You are setting yourself up for failure. Either way you look at it, and some of you are probably like, well, it's just a party. Well, it's just alcohol. Well, it's just weed. It turns into more self-destructive tendencies. It can always lead to more. I'm going to talk about weed eventually on this show much more in depth because, as you could tell by the cover art, we are 420 friendly here. And you will never, not once, hear me say or make the claim that weed is a gateway drug to other drugs. Because it's not. That's propaganda perpetuated by the federal government and anti-weed companies. It's, It's stupid, it's based on very little evidence, and you will never hear me say that. However... Weed and other drugs are a gateway drug to more self destructive tendencies. If you do not already have the self control in place to realize when you shouldn't smoke or when you shouldn't drink or when you shouldn't trip or when you shouldn't, you know, blow a line, the line between oh, I'm going to smoke to feel better, oh, I'm going to drink to feel better, oh, I'm going to party to have better, oh, I'm going to have sex with this person to feel better, oh, I'm, you know, like, the line between those things is very, very thin, and as someone who, you know, is a teenager and understands that and has made plenty of my own mistakes, believe me, I realize that that line is very, very thin, and that's coming from someone who very confidently has a lot of self-control and is not, and doesn't have an addictive personality. I can recognize that it's like a stepping stone. One leads to the other, leads to the other, leads to the other. And if you already don't have the healthiest coping mechanisms in place for yourself, then I think that especially during quarantine and isolation, especially during a very high stress and intense time in all of our lives, you should not make drugs a regular occurrence in your day or even a regular occurrence in your week or in your life in general. That, like I said, leads to a very toxic cycle very, very quickly. And on top of that, we're in a pandemic. You shouldn't be partying, anyways. And alcohol suppresses your immune system. So, like, maybe those Bud Lights and Twisted Tea shouldn't be an active part of your day, anyways. And I hope that made sense. Like I said, I'm not trying to sit here and tell anyone what to do with their bodies, what to do with the drugs that they want to take, what to do with their time. But I am trying to sit here and tell you that. You are most likely going to set yourself up for failure if you're in a bad place and you are constantly just drinking or partying or smoking to try to alleviate that pain. Work through those issues first. Work through those issues first. Find healthier coping mechanisms and get to some sense of stability in your life, emotionally and mentally, before you reintroduce drugs into the mix. When you bring mind-altering substance into a state of mind where you're not stable you are, like I said, you're only asking for disaster. I mean, think about it. You are literally not stable and you're bringing a mind-altering substance into the mix. Find coping mechanisms first. Find healthy self-care tips that work for you, like, hey, listening to the podcast, and heal your pain first. Heal your hurt first before you go throwing something into the mix that could disrupt all of that progress. And even though that wasn't really like a self-care quote unquote tip. It was something that if you are already struggling, it's something that'll make it better. Even though short term you might feel shitty because you know you're not high or you're not drunk and you might actually have to like come to grips with what you're feeling. You know, shocker, crazy, I know it'll be hard. But once you do it and once you're able to just like sit down with your feelings and think about them without alcohol or without THC or without any other drug in your body, in the long term, you are going to feel so much better. And take it from me, obviously, I'm not going to get too in-depth because I still need to be a little bit tasteful, but take it from me. Take it from someone who has been there, who has understood, and has come out the other side and been able to see long term how much it benefited them. All right, next thing's next. Oh, I just love how we're like blowing through these. Oh, I'm just... I'm happy I'm gonna be able to give you guys so many things, but the next one is especially pertinent during the pandemic, and I know it might be hard depending on your geographical location in the world. If you're, you know, in a city, you're gonna have a very different time being able to accomplish this than if you live somewhere like I do, on a dirt road, off of another dirt road. No, I'm not lying about that, but when it comes to this healthcare tip, it makes it incredibly easy for me to do this. But that would be find time to go outside, find time to have outdoor activity part of your day, whether it's going for walks, whether it is just sitting outside in the sunshine in a hammock, or whether it's going for a hike or going for a run or going swimming or hanging out at the beach, whatever the case may be, try and find ways to incorporate outdoor activity into your everyday life. And like I said, this will not be easy if you're in a city, this won't be easy since it's a pandemic in general but if this is feasible for you try to do it and try to incorporate the time into your day to be outside and if you have pets i also wholeheartedly recommend incorporating them into this routine as well because it's a great bonding time for you guys and you will see you'll see a difference in their happiness as well since quarantine has begun i've tried to make it a part of almost every day to try and take my dog on a walk just down the road And he's actually on the older side as well, so his back isn't as great and his back legs aren't as great anymore. And even I've seen a difference in how he's able to control his back legs, how much pain he's in every day. He's happier, it's great for me, it's a great source of exercise for me, and it's a great excuse to be outside. So any way you look at it, that situation is going to be a win-win and even if you don't have dogs or you won't be able to take your dogs outside, you can do this with literally any animal. You can incorporate outdoor activities with any animal. Most animals like sunlight. Most animals like being outside in nature. It gives them the same feelings that it gives us. So even just get a harness for your cat or any of your other animals and sit outside with them or take them for walks. Like I said, such a bonding moment. It'll make them happy. It'll make you happy. It'll get you guys some exercise and it'll get you guys outside. So Again, you will notice such a definite change in how your day goes and how you feel each day, especially after you finish your walk or your outside time. My next tip, I have two more that I want to go through with you guys, but my next tip is actually going to be to prioritize making your space your own, whether that's your dorm room, your bedroom, your apartment, or your own home. Prioritize making that space for you and tailored for you. Fill it with stuff that's comfortable. Don't just think you have to make it look good or make it look exactly like your favorite influencer's bedroom or what you see on TikTok or Instagram or Visco. Make it your own and tailor it to yourself. Especially now in the pandemic, we spend way more time in our bedrooms. And honestly, even if we didn't, that still is a space that you should put effort into making your own. I'm not going to lie to you guys, I have changed my room so much since beginning of quarantine. I have completely rearranged it, I've changed everything and put everything into different spots. I've probably spent, no shame, at least a couple hundred dollars on just individual things that I wanted in my room that now make it such a better space for me. I got a felt board that I can stick to my wall so I can tack pictures up and hang up achievements that I'm proud of, and those are right next to my bed. I've gotten little shelves for behind my bed that hold my incense burner and a bunch of books that I'm currently reading. I also invested in a yoga mat for working out, for doing my yoga every single day, or even just meditation, which I love. I've gotten a bunch of organizational stuff, stuff for my closet and my clothes and just all of my little trinkets and it feels better to know that everything has a place now. And the thing is, even though I shamelessly said that I've spent probably a couple hundred dollars changing my room around to tailor it to my happy place, it doesn't even have to cost money and I think that's the best part. One of my little quirks that I've picked up during the pandemic, it's not a quirk. It's like, I don't know how to describe it though. So for lack of a better word, I'm going to say quirk. But I have become a humongous plant person. I probably have a half dozen plants in my room right now. And even though I've always liked plants, I've never like actually had a bunch in my room. And it just does something to your space. It helps, you know, make the air cleaner, and when your air is cleaner, you're going to breathe better, you're going to feel better, you're going to be able to be in there in that space for longer without, you know, getting stuffed up and everything. So that would be a first really great cheap option. You can buy really cheap cute pots at like Lowe's or whatever, and you can buy the plants themselves at Lowe's for like five bucks. Plants are a great addition to any space. Like I said, not only for air quality, not only because they're pretty to look at, But honestly, I just truly think they add to a space in general. I just, I think there's something so wholesome and natural about just having plants filling a space, okay, maybe not filling a space, but inhabiting a space. I think there's just something so nice about it. Changing your room around in general, if you are looking for a change or if the way you currently have your room right now is not helping your stress level or anxiety level at all, I would definitely suggest changing your room around. Sometimes a change really does do you good. And honestly, the way I have my room around now, so much more light can come in. There's so much more open floor space that I can work out and do yoga freely without bumping into stuff. So honestly, just like a little change like that, again, free. You can just do it yourself in a day. And I guarantee you just that little change could make such a difference in your life. Another cheap way to make your room your own would be to paint it. For me personally, I have a dark room and I like it that way. I haven't felt a need to paint it or change it. I think it calms me down. My room is dark navy and the ceiling is dark navy as well. And I just, it's like my space, but I also constantly have my curtains open so it never feels too dark or too encroaching. But maybe that's not your style. Maybe you want something a little bit brighter, something that'll get you out of bed every single morning. Or maybe you want something a little bit calmer, something that helps ground you a little bit more. And I know, again, that seems like such an insignificant or seemingly insignificant thing, like such a small change, but it can really help alter your mood when you're stepping into your room, and it can really help open up or confine a space, depending on which one you would want. Another thing that I've been really into in quarantine, and I really want to add more of in my room, is artwork. And this is, this is one that can be either really expensive or really, really cheap, depending on what your style is. If you are someone who's an artist or someone with artistic talent, you could probably make your own artwork. Or even if you don't have artistic talent, you could probably still make your own artwork to fill your house with. Or if you would want to support a friend or a small business, you'd probably still have to pay a little bit more. But for me personally, especially if it was a friend or a small business, I would be more than willing to hand over a chunk of change for that, especially if it's something I would really genuinely want in my space. The last thing on this topic I would say would be to fill your space with comfort. I have a five foot long and five foot tall bean bag coming in the mail today. I'm not even kidding. I spent almost $100 on it and it's coming in the mail today. And I am, I am quite honestly anticipating its arrival so heavily. I am so excited for it to get here. Which now will make my life much better because now my bed can just be for sleeping. I won't do my homework or read or anything else on my bed. It'll just be for sleeping now, which studies have shown that people sleep better when their beds are synonymous with sleeping and sex, only sleeping and sex. And on top of that, I won't always just have to sit at my desk when I want to get homework done, which can get uncomfortable because my desk chair, even though it's comfortable, I don't constantly like sitting upright. Like I like Laying back into something soft, and I like reclining like back into a pillow or something. So, again, like this is perfect for me, and it doesn't have to be a bean bag. Like, I know I'm kind of a weirdo, but it can just be like something comfy, something that makes your home or your room or your dorm room you, something that makes your space comfortable for you. So, yeah, those are just some ideas that I have on cheap ways to try and make your room yours or to make your space yours. But overall, be willing and able to put the time, effort, and money into investing in your space, into investing in your dorm room, or your home, or your apartment, whatever the case may be. Because you are there at this point in time, most of the day, it should be someplace where you feel the most comfortable. It should be the place in the world that you feel at home, because it is your home. And by investing that time and that money in it, even though it might seem useless and frivolous, you will have no idea how much better your life will be. You'll have no idea how much better you'll sleep. You have no idea how much happier you'll be in your home, how much less anxiety you'll have. Like, it it will make all the difference in the world. All right, my last and final self-care tip in regards to the last year of the pandemic is creative activities. Creative activities are such a good way to outlet not only your hurt and your pain and your struggles from the last year but it's also a good place to share your happiness and things that you're thankful for and grateful for and it's somewhere for you to just let your creativity run wild for a little bit which is good for all of us and creative isn't just one thing I feel like when we think of creative we think of like painting or drawing or writing even though a lot of the times those aren't the things that resonate with people those aren't the things that work for people. So I want to expand the definition of creative activities to just anything that lights your soul on fire, anything that you enjoy doing, anything that's productive, that you find solace in completing or find solace in doing in general. Something for me that really catalyzed my mental stability was having the idea of this podcast in mind and taking the steps to doing this podcast. And now that I'm doing it, now that I finally have a space where I can just you know, empty the contents of my brain into a microphone, I feel so much better. And I feel so much better just being able to sit here and talk about things that frustrate me, that cause me pain, that make me angry, that make me upset, or even things that make me happy. Or even in this episode's case, sharing things with other people that would help them. It has done wonders for my mental health. And maybe podcasting isn't the thing for you. Maybe this is not where you want to channel your creativity into. Maybe you want to try your hand at YouTube videos or making music or writing or reading. That's a great one. Watching documentaries that spark your creativity or maybe doing something productive like school. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but school for me is a great place to outlet my creativity. It gives me a space with the parameters and requirements to be able to showcase and utilize my intelligence in a, in a cohesive way. And for me, that I love that. it It's great for me. And maybe for you, that's something for you. Don't ever think that that's not a creative activity because it is. Writing essays and doing discussion posts and finishing assignments, those are all creative activities. Those all require complex and new thinking in order to accomplish. And other activities for your personal growth, like I said, documentaries are great. Reading is great. Something that helps expand your worldview, learn about the world around you. I think that that is a great creative outlet. Another great one, even though it's really not feasible for the time frame, and I know, I feel like I'm just teasing you by saying this, but travel is another great one. Once the pandemic is over, once you're fully vaccinated and it is somewhat allowed for and safe for us to travel again, I definitely recommend, if it's within your financial means, to get on a plane, get on a car, get in a taxi, get on a bus, and or get on a ship and just travel and just see what we have been closed off from for the last year because again travel is such a great way to spark your creativity it's such a great outlet it's relaxing it's cathartic it like i said it expands your world view it helps you learn more about the world around you you meet new people you see new places you learn so much about yourself and yes i know while we cannot do so in the pandemic i would definitely recommend trying to in- incorporate more travel in your life Overall, I want you guys to give yourself an excuse to be creative. I want you guys to to nudge your way towards encouraging yourself to kind of just let go a little bit and just see where your mind runs when you're not trying to control it or tell it which direction to go. Listen to it, heed it, and acknowledge it, and then do something with it. I think that that's also part of the reason Why a lot of us have been so upset this last year and why this last year has been really hard for us is because we feel like we've had that creative voice inside of us stifled because we've been forced to be inside where we haven't been able to associate with anyone, where we haven't been able to, you know, go to concerts and go out and be with our friends and be with our family. We feel like we've had, we've been locked in a cage when in reality, if anything, I feel like we've been let out of one. Because now we actually have the time and we have the space with ourselves to be able to put effort into just sitting down and let that creative voice run rampant and listen to everything it has to say. We have the time to be able to channel our energies into doing art, into trying new things, into trying yoga, into trying our hand at writing or podcasting or making YouTube videos. I feel like we haven't had the time to just sit down and see where life could take us for once because we're constantly being told that we have to keep up with the rest of society or else we'll fall behind. But now the rest of society has stopped and we have a chance to stop too and just do what makes us happy in the comfort of our own home and our own space. And even though I might be a minority in thinking like that, I, I hope I kind of put it into perspective of how blessed we could be to utilize this time for everything it could be. I feel like the outlook on the entire pandemic has been very, very negative without taking the time to realize how much of a blessing in disguise this could have been if we just, if we just took what was happening at face value and slowed down. Oh, I feel so self-cared for. Do you? How do you feel? Uh, I tried to give like more non-conventional self-care tips. I tried to give things that you could easily incorporate into your everyday life. And I also tried to give pretty expansive things that would reach and resonate with different people. While these are all things that I now incorporate into my life to keep my mental stability at check and to keep me happy and healthy and ready to tackle whatever this pandemic may bring, I'm aware that not all of these will resonate with you, but for your sake as much as mine, I hope that at least one or two of them did. And you can incorporate them into your everyday life and see a difference in how you feel and see a difference in how much work you're able to get done and how productive you're able to be and how much better you feel. So with all of that being said, ah, guys, we have come to a close again, another end of another weekly episode of J Talks. So you already know the drill, but I'm going to say it again. This is probably where most of you are going to clock out. But for those of you who stay and listen all the way to the very end, if you enjoyed this week's episode, please be sure to share it with friends, with family, with anyone who needs some self-care tips, with anyone who needs a mental health check-in, send them over to Jalen. I got the goods. Also, be sure to follow and subscribe for weekly episodes that come out every single Sunday. Also, be sure to leave me a rating and review. It helps a lot, and it helps other people like you enjoy this podcast. If you are just yearning to get more of my content, you can follow all of my social media platforms. All of my handles are just at Jalen Tully. That is spelled J-A-Y-L-I-N-T-U-L-L-Y. Take care of yourselves, guys. I know that not everyone has had the pandemic experience I have. I know a lot of people have just been struggling more and more the longer that all of this has gone on, but it will end. It will get better eventually. Do your part in keeping everyone else safe along with keeping yourself safe, healthy, and happy or as happy as you can be at this time. But in the meantime, be sure to take care of yourself and always be sure to educate often, learn freely, and to love equally. Take care, you guys.